awaiting the interpretation for the application of the rule as invoked by um, Rule 198 is invoked by the Minister of Higher Education in his request uh, for us to hold in confidence the report as uh, of the forensic investigation into the National Skills Fund. And so we did receive that. Um, I indicated that it will be circulated. I'm told that it was um, the what the legal advisors have said. So it's just want to confirm that members did receive it so that we can proceed and then make a determination so that we can respond to the minister on the request that he had made. So I think uh, that is where we are. So colleagues, good morning. Um, and welcome uh, to the meeting this morning. Um, and then I think we will, I think let's deliberate on that first, and then we will, we, 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 will, we will take it forward in that fashion. So colleagues, over to you. And Mam Tolash and Babulis in that order. Good morning, Chairperson, uh, my colleagues, member Rostopa, department, and everybody in the platform. I am in East London. It has been raining since Monday. It is at 70%, and again, the uh, load shedding is on our case. However, I'll make do my best, Chair, to be heard. Chair, let me appreciate, let me start by appreciating your efforts as the chairperson of the committee to have allowed us to uh, find time to get a legal advice, uh, the parliamentary one. Although it was a little bit difficult discussion because things were looking quite straightforward and obvious. However, we thought, uh, we should explore everything in our table so that when we make a conclusion, we would have made an informed conclusion. We did receive the, the, the legal advice, Chair. I would one first welcome it. It has been done in a very short space of time which we must also appreciate the legal unit to have gone out of their way for them to be able to have uh, process it and send it to us in time. We really appreciate that kind of agility, Chair. We uh, are not take it for granted at any time. We know they're forever busy, but they really went out of their way to make sure that we get it today, which we got it last night already. Chair, we the 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 entire in the the legal advice in its entirety confirms our suspicions. It confirms our suspicion in a very straightforward manner. And as I read it, I think, Chair, as the committee, we I'm not even going to read it or make you to read it for us. I will chair, suggest that we proceed 
to what we were uh, suggesting, but just uh, take a deviation to get everything before us, for us to conclude in a manner that will not be suspected to have undermined or ignored the request from the minister. I then want to to suggest that, Chair, let's accept the legal advice, which is very clear, and proceed with what we needed to do as the committee, as it is articulated even to an extent of informing us further to say, even the what the department suggested to be the rules and all that were to an extent uh, distorted in whatever way. I am not a legal fundi, but I would want to say that that according to the rules that uh, governs the the NA, the rules that were referred to by the department were a little bit uh, rules that doesn't work with what we are supposed to do as NA and its committees or subcommittees. So, Chair, I really want us to, one, suggest that let's accept, welcome the legal advice, uh, adopt it if there's any need for us to adopt it, and move to say, Chair, we as the committee, we don't adhere to the minister's request for reasons that were articulated first and foremost by members yesterday and for uh, the fact that the, the, the legal advice ad, uh, confirms all those. So, Chair, with my difficulties of network, I would want us to welcome the legal advice. Therefore, if there's a need for us to proceed, let us proceed and appreciate the legal advice and <coughs> the unity that has taken us into confidence. And thirdly, Chair, I want to suggest to say in that report, when it has been open for all of us, if there are areas where we need Sarah and the eyes different from ours, for instance, the SIU, who I would from the onset chair recommend that we should bring the SIU closer so that it start the work with us in looking at the report so that if there any need of referrals, they quickly do it so that as we move forward, we move forward with all our institutions that we work with. With the fact that, Chair, we are now aware of the fact that the report was received in March and it's almost now six to seven months. Little or nothing has been done by the department. So we are not convinced that there'll be anything different that will be done. So let's proceed as according to what we it was proposed yesterday and that it is now we were even more empowered that we nothing stops us as the committee not to proceed with the report. That will be my take, Chair. Thank you so much. Honorable Liz, Honorable Mentor, Honorable Hatebe, Honorable Bukas, in that order, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good morning, colleagues. Um, yeah, the, the 
the legal advice i think is is absolutely clear and um, confirms the position that some of us adopted yesterday um so so the report um is in the public domain as we speak um and 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 that as it should be but disappointing in the gobbledygook of the last sentence of frank's email it um it, you have to read it very carefully to understand what it's saying but uh, it yes yeah, it, it does indeed confirm um the position that that some of us had already adopted yesterday um and so we we have lost the the initiative um although of course the minister and deputy ministers chose not to be for various reasons um present yesterday um the process is somewhat delayed now but nevertheless um as my colleague honorable tulash is saying we must now get on with the job so thank you mr chairman thank you in the order in which we narrated honorable mente engosiche manbulise kumbobonga abantu abakhona eh che thank you very much for your initiative and everything else you have done so far in terms of seeking guidance and ensuring that we eventually deal with the matter the best way we know how and the best way it has to be dealt with um i'm going i'm going to firstly agree with mam dolaje eh uh, we need to get siu on board as soon as possible because as a committee we do not have any other mechanism to investigate thoroughly unless ourselves we then can uh, explore our alternative which is to seek for an inquiry parliamentary inquiry into the matters of the nsf because if siu cannot come on board and the proclamation signed by the president the inquiry will become an alternative because if ever a parliament does not know so far how the expenditure has taken form in nsf and the auditor general is has no means to measure the expenditure and measure also the value for the such expenditure it therefore means that the public will not have any confidence in us in ensuring that whatever we have budgeted and allocated for education of our children is now not accounted for and therefore we cannot put education as not a priority in terms of parliamentary work and oversight thus uh, chair i would implore on you that please as soon as possible you will have to communicate with the siu and if we have to have a physical meeting in 3 4 days time let's have it with the siu so that it can also guide us in terms of the report itself and the areas that it can uh, investigate in the areas that it has to make reference to and refer to other uh, law in, uh, enforcement institutions and the second part chairperson on our work on areas that we find were not comfortable and therefore uh, 
it requires us to open criminal cases. We need to also have the DPCI with meeting with us and we will have to uh, ask our back office to look into the criminal elements of the report because as far as the presentation which was made to us by the DG, they are not deeply looking into the criminal elements and those factors are what drive corruption in this country. The fact that people will just be taken to DC and the department has no control over the DC. If the DC decides a warning of three months, warning and then after that, nothing else happens. They will comfortably come and report to us that no, there's nothing we can do. The DC has decided and the department cannot intervene. That will be seen as interference into the processes of the DC and therefore, it requires us to pay much deeper attention and make sure that criminal cases are opened against those that have committed the criminal act in the NSF. And then also I would uh, request, Chair, that we get the Auditor General and the legal understanding I have is that if ever we assist them and they assist us in terms of what other documentation we ought to uh, have obtained in order for our side of investigation as a, as a committee in the reading of the document, I think it will assist us to get the guidance of the AG as well as to which uh, documents we should be looking into in terms of um, the auditing that, has, that was supposed to have taken place, hence the disclaimer of the AG. Uh, the last part, Chair, yes, uh, the legal opinion confirms exactly. Nothing stops any investigation on the public fund. We have had inquiries, we have had the latest being the Zondo Commission. Nothing was ever, ever closed. If you are investigating public funds, the public has a right to know. If anyone feels that they are prejudiced, they can go to court and challenge it because the finding of that investigation is not a court judgment. And therefore, if a person feels strongly that they have done absolutely nothing wrong, they can go to court and challenge it. But our work cannot be stopped and the public cannot be closed off in not knowing what is happening with the public funds. Thank you very much, Chair. Honorable Hat Deben and Honorable Pukas will be the last one. Um, Chair, can I allow Honorable Bukas uh, to go first and then I'll follow her. All right, sure. Thank you, thank you, Honorable Hadebe. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, uh, thanks for the opportunity. In, in acknowledging and accepting the report, I just want to, to speak about the few things, Chair. In, in part two of the legal opinion, it speaks about uh, a decision in terms of sub-rule one to exclude the public must be taken after due consideration by the committee or subcommittee concerned, provided the chairperson of the committee may at any time before the start of the meeting rule that the meeting must be, take place in a closed session or open the meeting. Uh, 
And I think, Chair, it was based on that, uh, uh, that you refer it to the legal department of parliament. Uh, not that we, we don't know how to do our work, but to do our work uninterrupted. Thank you for that, Chair, for that initiative. Uh, Chair, the only reason that was stated in the letter of the minister for a close meeting was because they did not engage with the people named in the report. But they sit for the report with the report for almost six months and still internal processes are not concluded. And Chair, I think that shows that there's no urgency to address and, and conclude it. And that is unacceptable. Uh, transparency and accountability are crucial for, for effective and clean governance. If, if we want to ensure reliable and quality basic service, we need to do our oversight without fear. And uh, I think, Chair, as government, we pass progressive legislation, and that legislation are supposed to guide us. And my, my, in my limited time with, with SCOPA, I think SCOPA is one of the committees I experience that we are together in matters that require unity, especially in, in protecting the public purse, robust and unapologetic. And, and we must share a SCOPA, put the bite back in the bag. And uh, uh, people are always saying we don't have teeth as SCOPA. And I think it's high time that we must show them that we can bite. So, Chair, let's proceed with the engagement in the report. And, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my proposal. Thank you, Chair. Honorable Hattel with an H. Salo, I want to echo the sentiments um, of Umamuto Lashe, Honorable Dombo Vuyo, Veronica Mende, and Honorable Bukas. But first and foremost, Chair, we thank you as the Chair of the Committee for your wisdom and also for acceding to our, what I would call a genuine request of affording us enough time to apply our mind, of course, guided by the opinion of the Parliamentary uh, Legal Service Chair. For that, we thank you. Um, otherwise, you could have invoked the rules and the provisions that allow you to decide as the chair, but you, you've done a uh, sensible and honorable thing by giving us time to apply our mind. For that, we thank you. I must state that, indeed, we are um, capable of analyzing and reading the rules and interpreting it. Uh, we are capable, we've done that in many instances and many occasions. Hence, we are entrusted with this responsibility of um, serving in this committee. However, yesterday, Chair, we were ambushed, I must say, and I concur with you and your utterances yesterday, and certain rules were invoked, which required us to take a, a step back and accede to thoroughly scrutinizing this matter, despite our dissatisfaction Chair, in the manner in which this request came about, that could not stop us from handling this matter in the best way we know how. Um, hence, now we are comfortable 
all of us, and I'm sure it will be a unanimous decision as enshrined in Act 108 of 96 and the National Assembly rules to proceed in dealing with this matter in an open and public platform. And to also reiterate, Chair, that in Sutu, there is a saying, Chair, if you understand Sutu, that says, in essence, it means sometimes taking a back step, it's more powerful in making you to move forward stronger than before. So what we did yesterday, Chair, was precisely that I fully concur with all the colleagues that have spoken before me in the approach of us moving forward. Let's set a date. Uh, in that date, make sure all the relevant parties, departments are present and we deal with this matter as soon as yesterday. We need to expedite the closure and the conclusion of this matter, Jay. It has been in uh, the public domain for quite some time. If I'm not mistaken, for more than two years now, the report was presented to the department on the 22nd of March, seven months down the line. We have not yet seen any concrete and tangible outcome in a form of consequence management and discipline. Heads, Masrol, Chair, thank you so much. Um, we support and fully concur with the opinion as presented to us by parliamentary services. Um, <clears throat> thank you very much, uh, colleagues. Um, I think um, we there's clarity now and it was it's just a matter of due process, really. A request, if it's uh, presented to us, uh, we must give, we must accord it uh, the attention that it deserves, uh, so that we are not found, found wanting um, in our own work. Like I said yesterday, I had a view um, on this matter, and that view has been confirmed by. Uh, the legal um, advice. And so the listening to colleagues, we are in agreement that we will proceed with the matters of the National Skills Fund. And um, we will communicate to, I'll send a letter of communication to the minister that as a committee, we are not acceding to his request to hold the report um, in confidence or hold it confidentially and that the department will be given an opportunity to come and present to the committee its action plan on the implementation of the report. And colleagues, you, the report of course must now be studied by yourselves so that by the time that presentation uh, comes, uh, you are familiar with it and that we can be able to gauge whether the action steps being proposed by the department are sufficient uh, and uh, are responsive to our expectations because I, I always want to maintain this was our initiative. This report, rather this investigation was uh, embarked upon or initiated at our behest um, as this committee. So I think that, that that is very, very important that it's... Uh, understood so that even this decision that we are, we are taking is understood in that context. It's not something that was uh, initiated somewhere and we are just sort of 
jumping on the bandwagon. No, no, no. It was after our own deliberations, assessments, and interactions with the department insofar as the NSF is concerned, that we arrived at a determination that the incessant disclaimers warranted an investigation. The report has now been done. And I agree with Honorable Bukas and Honorable Hadebe about the delay seven months down the line. The, the report has been received, but there is no work that has been done. Uh, Mazambani, I must agree with you that last line, and Ben remarked on this earlier, you must read it um, you know, uh, a, a number of times for it to, 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 to make sense. So on that note, uh, colleagues, we will prioritize a meeting with the department and communicate to them that they will have to appear uh, on the issues of the report. And um, we will take the metaphor from there, including to the suggestions that colleagues have suggested about uh, SIU, Hawks, uh, the internal disciplinary processes and further investigations and interactions uh, with the AG. So colleagues, I think that uh, matter rests there. Like I've said, the minister's request uh, to invoke rule one, um, uh, 198 of the National Assembly rules uh, to, uh, I want to read it correctly. Where is it? Uh, so, yeah, to hold the report in confidence has not been acceded to, um, and the committee will proceed with its work as it should. So that <clears throat> matter leaves that there. We will look at the program for the next term. It's very unfortunate because we this comes in the last week of the, the term. But colleagues, it gives you time to study the report and to then make further uh, inputs uh, uh, on, 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 on the report. Thank you very much, uh, colleagues. And I'd like to thank uh, the legal services, in particular Advocate Jenkins, for um, taking our outlook and our views and our uh, feelings as a committee. Uh, and placing them in law, uh, not that he had a brief, which was just handed to him, but the confirmation in legal terms and in terms of Parliament's own standard operating procedures about the implementation of the rules uh, is, 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 is welcome. So thank you very much to them as well. So Stombi, are we proceeding with the Maslonyane report or we will... Ben? Have members had time to study? I know that you've got 10,000 documents that keep coming in your entry. We are just filming <laughs> you with the information. Um, are, we, are we proceeding or are we ending today? Uh, unless there's a reason why we shouldn't proceed, um, the plan is that we proceed. It will also help us to get some work done in the future instead of piling everything into the future. Okay, colleagues, are you good to go in so far as the report is concerned? Or you've been grappling with this work for the past few days and well, especially since yesterday? Um, um, Mr. Chairman, sorry, sorry carry on, okay, Honorable Lise and then Honorable Hattabe. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, sorry, I beg you to interrupt. Um, 
I, I think if we can, we should proceed. Um, the, the situation in municipalities is dire all over the place, but this is one particular one that's been going on for quite a while, um, and we took a while to get to it. So if we can, I, I think we should proceed. Thanks very much. Okay, so right honourable head, David. Yeah, thanks, Chair. I wanted to say that to also bring to the attention of honourable members that um, we had an oversight visit with Cogtai in Makana, and more than three speakers who spoke there, Chair, they were so dissatisfied and disappointed in us as Scopa that we went there. It's almost a year ago. We had also promised to institute investigation and ask SIU to investigate the matter. So I would urge that we conclude this matter of Macedonia and to revisit the decisions and the recommendation that we made in relation to Makana Chair. And if needs be, please um, contact the municipality to give an update of how far we are in terms of dealing with their matter. The situation is dire, though things have not changed. Instead, they are worse than what we, we saw when we went there. So there is an urgent need to also deal with the issue of Makana, if not in a formal meeting, but engage outside this platform with the municipality and assure them that the matter is receiving the attention it deserves. Okay. I think on the Makana matter, our dilemma was the elections. We went there just shortly before the elections, and I think we must revisit. So you are quite right. Um, we will we will we will go back to that. All right, would Ben put the report up, Baba, and we will go page by page. Okay. Can't remember how I found this now. Oh gosh. No. Oh, there we go. Is that up? No, it's not projecting. It says it is paused. Uh, let me see. How about now? Yeah, oh, okay. okay. I hope I haven't left anyone out. No, yeah, next one. Okay. Okay, so, right, colleagues, you will, um, okay, we're on page three. So any comments here on page three? Page four. Page five. 
page six. Page seven. Page eight. Page nine, page ten, page eleven. Page 12. Right. Ambagatli now on the recommendations. We're on page 12. Okay. Right, page 13. All right, colleagues, <clears throat> that's the last page, page 13, page 14, and then that's the last page. Colleagues, all right, there's the report. No, thanks, Chair. We I, I, I agree with the report, the full uh, complement and exact narrative of what transpired in our site visit and the recommendation are exactly what we had recommended. But I just want to stress and emphasize the point where the recommendation refers issues to SIU that we shouldn't repeat the same dissatisfaction of uh, residents and municipalities. Uh, we should uh, explain the process to the municipality uh, how will the process unfold when dealing and referring the matter to SIU that it, the matter has to first be tabled for parliament, for parliament to adopt. And once that has been done, Jim, I think one will have to get a, a constant or a quarterly update from SIU whether or not they've started with investigation so that we keep the municipality abreast on the development, especially that relates to special investigating unit chair. I think that's the area that has been lacking in us uh, ensuring that work is done. We need quarterly progress report. When we say this matter is referred to SIU, we need to know whether or not SIU has acceded to our request and they are on top of the things. Thank you, Chair. Okay, all right, is that noted? Um, are we referring to 5.1 or an additional point um, on the SIU matter? I think just go, I think go down to, to 
further down, right down. Um, down, down, down. No, I want to go to the conclusion, right? Oh, I see. Okay. Um, Last page. Right. So right there with that, that concluding paragraph, it says the committee recommends to submit a progress report da, 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 to the within 60 days. I think you must then add that in so far where the SIU is concerned, then add what Honorable Hatteb is saying. The, the, the quarterly reports. should submit quarterly reports. I think that's... Okay, I'll polish that up. Does it capture your sentiments, Mr. Hadebe? Yes, Menir Dangibaya. All right, we'll just rephrase that properly. Yeah, so it's just okay. the quarterly reports in so far as the SIU is concerned. Akbar Tolasha? Honorable Chairperson, I, I second Honorable Hadebe to accept and the report as it stands. And uh, Chair, please forgive my ignorance here. In the matter of uh, recommending that there should be skills for everybody or anybody is being appointed to be part of the municipality. Maybe it does reflect in the report, but I'm using my phone as gadget. I would want to suggest that let that process start, that there should be skills audit. If it does reflect, please forgive me. Let there be skills uh, audit in that municipality, because if you remember, we had people who were acting this and that, whom when you realize they don't, did not, have any skills to do what they were expected to do. There were no engineers. The huge facility and, and machinery was let uh, uh, just uh, staying, not being looked after because nobody does have that skill. So I'll suggest that if it doesn't reflect that there should be an immediate skills audit in the institution so that we, we know when we move out of it, we would have done everything because the problems in that municipality are more internally than externally. So that would be my take. And secondly, Chair, uh, in adding from what Honorable Hadebe suggested, I would want to take uh, advantage of that and suggest that let the office, your back office, uh, start to look into all municipalities that we visited group them according to the challenges and what made us to, 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 to visit them. So that we are able to say in, in, the, in the particular grouping of those municipalities, which one are we going back to go and see whether there's a, a, a progress? Because if you look at all the municipalities that we, we, we visited, even after 2021 local government elections, 
things are getting worse than better. And some we were unable to, to visit because of the, our program was uh, packed, like your Buffalo City. If you look at the AG's report, you see that they are regressing. So sorry for this, but I thought I must just put that proposal chair so that if there's a need for us to review our, our program for, for the year uh, 2023 and so on, we can do that from informed position. That will be my take, but this one of 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 represent a group of municipality, especially in Free State and Eastern Cape, that are as bad as we can we, we have experience with, with this particular one that we visited. Thanks, Chair. That's all right, thanks, Mam um, you but, will you, you've noted that, but not for inclusion here. Ne? Yes, yes, yes. That's why I've got it in red. Now, the skills audit, um, should it be done on appointing officials or on the current officials? Current, current officials. And then, of course, the, 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 the appointment of future officials need to be consistent with them having the requisite skill set. You can come in. Now, thanks, Chair. If, if we are done with this report, um, just to add on what Umamutolaje has said, perhaps Uben will put this in red. Uh, just to re-emphasize, Chair, this matter of Magana, you, you would recall that we, we the, the SIU, we had said they must investigate the balloon in the um, tender prize of that uh, dam project, which was uh, initially 52 million and it ballooned to 276 million. Um, if colleagues still remember, and the project was uh, going on for seven years. Just to give you an, an, an update now that the contractor on site is liquidated, work has stopped, and nothing is happening in that project chair. So there is an urgent need for us to revisit that matter of Makana. From 52 million to 237 million, now as things stand, the project has come to a complete stop because the contractor has been liquidated. From 52 to, to say 70. No, no, it's from 52 million to 237 oh, million. Two, three, yeah, seven, the initial contract seven. price was 52 million. And uh, it's that, blue, is it Bloom Water, who is the implementing agent on behalf of the municipality? But uh, you would get more details on, on our report. Someone is playing quiet on the background. Um, yes. Just on. So, is there a is there a um, report of the portfolio committee here? Now, we, as a 
the portfolio committee of COCTA, we, we've resolved that we'll have a joint session with SCOPA to get an understanding why it has taken a year for SCOPA not to process the matter. But there are detailed uh, recommendations from uh, COCTA. Okay. The report, I said the report will be made available for SCOPA to um, give us a latest update in relation to the current uh, status of these projects. Okay. Yeah. So it, I, I think the, the first part of call will be, let's arrange a, a joint meeting with COCTA and get the status update. And then we can see how we move forward in engaging with the municipality. Okay, no, that is perfectly in order. We'll await that. All right, no, that's fine. Honorable Mente, and then we will be done. Thank you, Chair. I'm covered uh, partly by Honorable Adebe because uh, your colleague in Kohta also sent me the same message, Honorable Hatem, uh, on Magana in terms of the balloon. But when we were there, Chair, another edition is there was a change of some service providers contracted to um, the company, the main company, which did not pay back anything that was paid to them but we just changed and a new company was paid money. That must be included because when we left, we have asked them to investigate what's going to happen and also how are we going to get the money back from those that have been paid and could not deliver any services. Then the next one, Chair, which is not part of municipality, and uh, I would like to request that colleagues we have to revisit. Wait, 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 wait. Let's finish okay. on the let's finish on the Macedonian report, right? No then, problem. Let's, then we'll come. Let's take the notes of, of additional things that colleagues want since we've got a bit of time. So, colleagues, there's the report with those editions uh, which. Uh, in bold black, the red is notes for, 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 for the other work that will be added on our to-do list. So there has been a mover and a second. Are we? Uh, the, so is the duly adopted the report? Is <laughs> the report duly? <laughs> uh, that was a massive tongue twister. Is the report adopted? Uh, Yes, Chair, we move for the adoption of the report. Mantula had seconded. But thank you very much, colleagues. The report will be ATC'd, and we will endeavor that uh, it is prioritized so that it can also be sent to the um, NCOP. All right, thank you very much, colleagues. Masilunya done. Right, Honorable Mente, your new matters. Oh, yeah, thank you, Chair. Chair, there has been a very problematic headline which I'm not sure I haven't engaged our colleagues in the public enterprise, that ESCOM is unable to uh, get the money which was paid to some of those uh, companies that were paid in excess of what they were supposed to receive. Can we please get our back office to look into it and check if how far is that, and if it's true, we will have to call 
the ESCOM because in our last engagements pertaining to the, was it 4 billion or 5 billion that was paid in excess to companies uh, by whoever was involved. Their report was a promise that refunds and the process is underway. But now they've been flying headlines everywhere that they are unable to get it. And they have never said they are unable to us. And therefore, if that is the case, then we need to be involved. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right, Honorable Liz, I think Honorable Latteva, that's a historic hand, ne? Honorable yes, Liz, Chair, no, no, yeah, it, it's, an, it's an historic hand. Sorry, let me lower my hand. Omar Zamban. Mr. Chairman, yeah, I, 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 I think the ESCOM issue is one that's very topical and, and we, we need to continue with the work we've started there. So I, I, I would support that. But equally, Mr. Chairman, I think we need to continue with the work with SAA. We've now um, understand that SAA has lost 21 of its international routes. Um, and it's now some 16 months since the secret deal was made with Takatso, and we still don't know any of the details of that deal. And we're coming up to the medium-term budget policy statement. Um, and and there's very likely going to be further bailouts for SAA. So I, I think we need to, to call them in and establish exactly what's going on um, with, with the... Um, with the Takatsu deal and, and, and more importantly, from our point of view, the, uh, the funding and the losses being incurred there. Thank you very much. Okay, um, I, I agree, in fact, because as a sidebar, I, I received a media inquiry on ESCOM related matters, which was very specific transactions which amongst others arose out of a, one of the meetings we had, I think on expansions and deviations, but we never concluded on that work. Um, <clears throat> I think what we need to do colleagues, we need a physical meeting with, um, with ESCOM. It most likely needs to be a full day meeting. There's quite a number of matters that are outstanding. Um, I think let us tentatively and provisionally pencil it in uh, as one of the first meetings we'll have when Parliament resumes, Stormy put Ben, and book the venue. And I think the same must be done for the National Skills Fund meeting with the department, physical meeting. Um, I'm hearing, of course, the murmurs of restructuring of boards and so on. So I don't know to what extent that may um, uh, inter not interrupt, but uh, determine how we interact and engage with ESCOM, but since it's a process that has not unfolded, let us uh, provisionally put it in as one of the first meetings uh, when we return uh, colleagues from this short recess that parliament will be taking, and then have a focus on the uh, SOEs. Um, we, SAA is one of them, and PRASA is, is, is one of them. Those two. So I think the issues that Honorable Lees That's right. Thank you. Honorable Lees is very important. In fact, I saw in today's question paper, there's a question related to SAA 
uh, as well. And so it will be interesting to get the, res the, the, the responses, to hear the responses to that, because it's in so far as uh, SAA playing a role uh, in taking forward the African Free Trade Agreement, yet, as Honorable Lee says, it's losing roots. So it's quite interesting. So I think let's get that and then we'll take it from there. So I suppose we'll have a SAA special focus and then we will, I mean, SOE special focus and then we'll take it from there. All right, so we will prioritize ESCOM uh, accordingly. Uh, okay, colleagues, are there any other matters? Yeah, no, Chair, all of those meetings should be physical, Chair. <laughs> we will. We must make yeah. an application because there's no venues. But we yeah, love that, that's, that's why we're telling you now, Chair, to <laughs> make an application now for the next term. Yeah, right. Mr. Chairman, and, and there are plenty of venues that aren't being used. Um, committee yes, room one, yes. two, um, all sorts. doesn't have to be M. Whatever no, it is. Told, uh, no, it's fine. We will we will endeavor to ensure that we. I know, I, I know that. Let me let me say this as uh, casually, but with the seriousness it deserves. I know that um, we are not a super committee, but we have got a lot of work, and some of it requires, if not all of it, so physical meetings. So if we can get a permanent venue like we had prior. Um, v454 to be great because we generally had that venue to ourselves. It's not to presuppose that we're more important than others, but I think let's identify a venue that's conducive um, in, in, in the present and have a discussion with Parliament to, to, to make it available. I know the boardroom in Mark's building, second floor, is available. There's two committee rooms right up at the top of Mark's building. Um, you know, so there are venues you quite right. We will look at that and then we will revert back, colleagues. But take it as that these meetings I've referred to will all be physical and we will find the venues accordingly. But, colleagues, thank you very much um, for your indulgence. Um, the house is at two today, colleagues. Remember, I know it's Wednesday, but the house is at two and not three uh, o'clock. Uh, being taping no other hands and no other business. Thanks, colleagues. The meeting stands adjourned. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.